Hey everyone, Nick here. You're listening to an early podcast. This was recorded before, sadly, my Instagram got hacked and deleted. So, in the end, when I say follow me at all started with a mouse 71, that is gone. Now, you can follow me at Disney Detailer on Instagram. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three of All Started With a Mouse podcast. I am Nick Labazetta. And I'm Tony. We hope you've been enjoying our podcast episodes. Um, Anthony, I had fun recording them. What about you? I, I've loved it so far. And uh, right before we recorded this, we actually thought we should address something very dramatic. You know, Ooh, we have yes. to address something. We already screwed something up. <laughs> but um, uh, we ended last podcast with Congaloosh. And, you know, for some of you, you might you might get that reference, but... I bet most of you, unfortunately, didn't get that. Um, so if you don't know, Kungaloosh was the official greeting of the Adventurers Club. Now, last time we talked a lot about the Adventurers Club. We're going to talk a lot about the Adventurers Club in future episodes. But me and Nick both loved it. We were lucky enough to experience it when we were younger before they got rid of it in Disney Springs, um, in downtown Disney, which is now Disney Springs. And that was always uh, the thing you would say when you would enter the place and when you would leave. So since we're both diehard fans of the adventurers club uh we decided to end our episodes with that so now there's no more confusion you know everyone can sleep peacefully we'll all be okay yes thank you for bringing that up anthony and i think uh now it's time to begin episode three we decided that we are going to rank all of the seven six 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 lands of magic kingdom so nick wanted to do it separate and i thought let's combine them so we talked a little bit and we can talk through the thing of why maybe you wanted one um, higher, one low. Uh, I wanted that one a little lower. It's basically only one that was one different. big one, yeah. yeah. And it really wasn't too much of a difference. Yeah, just a couple of spaces up. So do you want to start us off, Nick? Yes, I think um, majority of you will be very upset with um, our last choice, bottom choice number six, Tomorrowland. It is. It does. Oh, okay. Well, hold on, hold on. Nick is gonna. Nick is such a hatred for Tomorrowland. Well, uh, so do you. <laughs> but he, like, he is so like passionate about it. And I, so, what I don't like about it is it doesn't feel like futuristic. Which I know, like, Future World and Epcot has the same problem. I yes, agree. exactly. I agree. And it just like it's always too packed. But one thing it has going for it, two things really, is it has it does have like a good ambiance with like the entrance mm-hmm. and the posters and the music is amazing. Like there's nothing wrong with any of the music in all of Tomorrowland. The rides, the queue lines, the uh, Carousel of Progress, even Buzz Lightyear has good music. That's all good stuff. But like everything, it's just like always like something missing. It, yeah, I, I was just gonna say it's lacking something. Um, you know, the worst land in Magic Kingdom is still better than basically anywhere outside of Walt Disney World. Um, you know, I'd still, I'd rather be in, in uh, Tomorrowland than, than anywhere else, basically. Um, but there, there is that something. When you walk through Frontierland, you feel like you're, ne- you're, like you're in the frontier. When you walk through Adventureland, you feel like you're, you're on an adventure. Yes, you know you're in a theme park. You know you're not really there. But there is that feeling you know when you when 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 i when i watch deadwood it reminds me of frontierland because you know i know it's completely different but there's just that connection but there's no real connection to the future like nick said and it's it's tough because once you make a a land called tomorrow tomorrow is already in the past and you know whatever is in the the present makes whatever you made that was supposed to be futuristic look old. So, you know, the attractions are, are, are decent. Um, they, the, the best thing going about Tomorrowland is definitely the TTA. Um, and people just was like, Space Mountain! We both are in agreement that that's the third mountain of the big three. Absolutely. And you know what I just realized? I don't think people know what TTA stands for. I think they call it the People Mover. Is it still? I thought it was. See, I call it both. Me too. I call it both um, because I remember I was actually talking. Our, our little cousin is actually a, a big diehard fan as well. And um, uh, I was talking to, about it and I said, TTA. And he said, what is that? And I said, don't you know the people mover? And um, 
he said, oh, I didn't know what that was. So I don't think a lot of people know what the people mover is when you call it the TTA. But anyway. Um, yes. So I, so the thing that Disney's lacking is, uh, uh, Tomorrowland's lacking is, like Anthony was saying, immersion. Like there's all the lands, like you feel like you're there. But just Tomorrowland, like you don't feel like you're there. Like you just feel like you're, you're like in a theme park, which isn't. It also feels dirtier. I don't know why. I just it does. Feel like yeah, like and it, I, it just, it's very, it's very, like it's very crowded. Ni- like I know Disney's crowded, but this Tomorrowland feels like there's m- less walking around than in other places. Even like the busiest spot in Magic Kingdom, which is in between Small World and Peter Pan, it, that feels less crowded than Tomorrowland sometimes. In yeah, my and, and and Nick actually made a really good point right there when he said it feels like a theme park and not Disney. And I'll, I'll take it one step forward. It feels more like an amusement park, like kind of dirty. No, like like the theme kind of isn't there, and it's just a place where there's a lot of rides. And I think as kids, I know for me, Future uh, Tomorrowland was my favorite because it had the rides. Yeah, it had uh, Buzz Lightyear. Buzz. It had it had uh, Space. Space Mountain. Those were always the first. Every time we went with our parents, when rope when drop. rope drop happened, we would dash to. Uh, Tomorrowland. Um, Let me just say, did anyone else miss the opening rope drop, the opening ceremony? Because I, I miss it so much. I went, th- I was there for four months, and every time I went for rope drop, I was like, "This isn't the same." I, I, yeah, I just I, need to put that in. I absolutely do. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a pretty like you know cynical guy and think, oh, this you know, but when that thing happens and that train came and you know the mayor was there, oh my god, I felt like a little kid again. It was the best, and I I know you've told me there's. There's reasons for changing it. Um, it's ju- it's just there. Uh, it's more convenient. So many people that come yeah. that they can't fit. And also, when they open up Main Street, they open up the shops. So, like, you're allowed to shop in the Emporium or go to Starbucks. So, they're making money. Just, like, live, that's all they can do. So, they're just making money uh, while people just wait for the, the park to open. That is true. I, I, like, you know, we're getting off topic. But I did spend a lot of time on Main Street. Um, our last trip before Rope Drop um, – or before waiting for the park to open, which was nice. Um, I, you know, exploring the little nooks and crannies of Main Street. But anyway, uh, let's get back to it. Um, you know, I, and I, I almost feel bad saying the theme's not there because there, there is a, a decent theme. The theme's there, but the immersion. That's the only thing I feel. Yeah, like. that's an excellent point. The, it's, the theme is there, the immersion's not there. And that's not something that really any other land in in the whole place, you know, maybe a couple in... in Hollywood Studios, which the less said about that one, the better. <laughs> um, but that's really not an issue anywhere else. And we will talk about, when we go into our episodes about theming and details in the different lands, you know, uh, Tomorrowland has a decent amount of theming. Um, you know, the People Mover is one of the favorite rides of, of passionate Disney fans. It has one of the mountains, which everyone always talks about. You gotta do the, excuse me, the three mountains. And it also has um, Carousel of Progress, and like we said in the first episode, we're both um, big devotees of Walt Disney himself. Carousel of Progress is among maybe th- of one of the three or four attractions that Walt Disney actually touched himself. Um, he, of course, died before um, Disney World was anywhere close to being completed, but Carousel of Progress was at the um, World Fair when he uh, in the 60s um, when he introduced it and it was moved to Disney World. So this this is it's called Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. So while it's it's not, you know, super exciting while it's it's admittedly a little boring, there's a special place in my heart for it. And Walt Disney himself said this attraction should never cease operation. And that's all I need to hear for me to say, you know, I don't care what you do to the rest of Tomorrowland, um, that can never go away. Um, but actually talking about what's going to happen with Tomorrowland, Tron yes. has been announced. Are you excited about that? Very excited. I cannot wait for it to open up. Okay. Um, I don't know anything about Tron. I've heard the attraction is great in Shanghai. Yes, Shanghai um, Disneyland. And I think it's going to be basically a carbon copy of that. So that will bring some new life into Tomorrowland. And I know there's a couple other things that are rumored to happen. Um, st- Stitch is going away. I know. Stitch is gone. The ride is gone. It's a meet and greet now. Yeah, that's right. I think the whole section is going to be transformed. I've heard that the next stage of 
Magic Kingdom um, rehabs, uh, rehabs, refurbs is going to be mainly in Tomorrowland. So, you know, it'll breathe some, some new life into the place. But, you know, number six, someone has to be last. <laughs> you know, we still love you, Tomorrowland. Don't worry. Um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you don't all send hate mail, and then direct it to Nick's Instagram. <laughs> and uh, as we go to the next one, Liberty Square is our number five. Um, I think Liberty Square is a little underrated. It it only has the one big attraction. Um, it's the smallest. Obviously, you know the smallest of the six lands. And, and I believe that. Um, while Haunted Mansion and Hall of Presidents, Haunted Mansion's a great ride. I just feel like having uh, is too small for it to really like bring any life to the park. And it, it also it's like Haunted Mansion is obviously you know one of the top five things you know in Disney World, but it's also like Liberty Square is all about colonial America, and then like in the corner there's the haunted mansion yes it so it really makes sense so yeah like if you separate the haunted mansion from liberty square it feels a lot smaller that being said they jam-packed a lot of theming and details into it and i think it's an incredible representation of you know a theme park doing life in colonial America. Um, there's great details on the walls and the windows um, there's great details at the entrance and um, the, there's a couple food options uh, that people really like. Um, the Columbian Harbor House is the quick service. Um, I've only been once. I, it was okay. It was enjoyable. Um, I, people go nuts for Liberty Tree Tavern. Did you ever do that? I did not. Did you have friends that liked it? I didn't have any friends that really went to it. I know because I, I know. I think it really just. I think it just it's overshadowed by everything. But one quick service that you're not talking about is Sleepy Hollow. Oh, of course. Amazing yes. chicken Hollow. and waffles with the, the chicken and waffles uh, thing, spicy chicken, yeah. and then their Nutella and fruit waffle, which is amazing. Sleepy Hollow has a special place in my heart because me and Nick were there during uh, Hurricane Irma, and uh, we'll probably do an episode about our experience during uh, Hurricane Irma. Um, and we, when we found out that our flight home was canceled and we'd be stuck uh, in Florida during the hurricane, um, you know, we of course were, you know, calling our parents, calling different uh, airlines, trying to get out. And the whole time we were doing it, we were snacking on a chicken and waffle um, from Sleepy Hollow. And uh, it helped, you know, I remember that, and I remember like not being crazy anxious. I was fairly calm, just thinking, that's a pretty good sandwich. <laughs> um, yeah, and one thing I like about, as Anthony mentioned, um, the details. If you look around, you can see the addresses are um, on top. Aren't they like related to the dates, important dates in America? Uh, no, no. There is something about the addresses on top, and this is always one of the details which I'm impressed with. But it's also like I'm kind of it's not very exciting because the the numbers on top of it, and this actually isn't in my list of Liberty. Uh, square details so you're getting a sneak peek but the numbers on top of the doors reflect the year that the door is styled after what? so yeah if it's like 79 I do remember you saying it would now. be um doors how doors were made in 1779 um there there's a bunch of those things in liberty square um the, like the i think the king of all disney details like the thing that people love pointing out is is the brown stretch in Liberty Square? I think it's the bell. What's the bell? The Liberty Bell. How? What? But what do you mean? How is that like a a detail? So, uh, do you not know that that is the only other replica of the? Li you must know that. Okay, but Nick is also wrong again. No. <laughs> there is a there is another podcast. We're gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to another podcast. The basically one of the two best Disney podcasts around, WDW Radio with Lou Mangiello. And they did a top ten list of Disney myths. Myth? Uh, and one of the I myths... I didn't to that one yet. <laughs> one of the myths was... And, and, you know, I understandable why Nick would say that, um, because it is a pretty big myth, that there's only one other one of those around. And um, there's at least a couple more um, around the country. Now... It, 
I, I might be wrong, they might be wrong, and if they are, I will issue a retraction when we do the details in uh, Liberty Square. I will definitely check this out. But I, I think Nick's failing you today. So let's talk about Give the brown analogy. floor. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> but the brown floor uh, in the middle of Liberty Square as you're walking, it's stone, it's pebbles, it looks like. It looks different than everything else. What is that, Anthony? They're going to find out on our Liberty Square details episode. <laughs> We're already doing cliffhangers. You probably already know what it is, but we'll we'll go into detail about that later. Anyway, Liberty Square, I, I, I love it. Um, you know, the only thing it suffers from is is its size. It's, yes. Um, I, I've only caught a couple minutes of the Muppets thing. Great moments in American history. People, I, I like the Muppets. People it's, seem to it's think okay. it's pretty good. Um, it, it is odd, you know, this... this you know, replica of, of colonial America, and then you got the Muppets, you know. But um, the Hall of Presidents is there. I enjoyed it when I went in the one time. And, you know, uh, no reason to get political or anything, but I have no real interest in, in going back for a while. But Nick's been back. Uh, he said it's, it's still It's still, still pretty good. good. Um, the animatronics put a smile on my face. The animatronics are incredibly impressive. impressive. There's, you know... 45 now. I think 43 of them were designed by um, a man named uh, Blaine Gibson. He's a legendary Imagineer. He sculpted all the heads of the presidents uh, up until George Bush, uh, George W. Um, he did the partner statue. He did the statue of Roy and Minnie on the bench in Main Street. Uh, he did the singing busts in um, uh, the Haunted Mansion. You know, he did so many great things. So, uh, yeah, the presidents are a great example of uh disney imagineering and a great piece of disney history even you know even though i don't even you know maybe a president or so ago i i didn't love the hall of presidents but i respect it um i i like what it's saying it's like a disney version of american history um it, it, it makes it does make you feel pretty good to be an american even if you know you're not thinking, you know, you're not walking all the time waving a flag or anything. You know, you do feel like it's pretty impressive, this this place, you know. <laughs> um, and one thing I like about Liberty Square, a, a detail, Anthony can confirm or deny if this is still there. Um, the lanterns. Yes. One if by land, two if by sea. Yep. That's still there? That's still there. Okay, good. At look, least it was there last Look time. for those lanterns yeah. when you are walking around Liberty Square. I believe it's the wall that's facing... The wall of Hall of Presidents that's like facing where the Liberty Boat is. Absolutely right. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, if you're looking like from the line, the queue of the Liberty Boat, or if you're walking from the Haunted Mansion straight to Frontierland, that would be one of the, uh, the sides of the walls you pass. Um, and also, one, one last thing that's great about Liberty Square that we both love is Memento Mori. Oh, yes. Probably the best gift shop in, in Disney World. Great theming. It's, we each got that spooky, uh, picture of us that if we turn it it, it's, it we become a ghost yeah it's a it's a um haunted mansion themed gift shop it's all haunted mansion stuff and yeah there's that great thing where um you know the classic power of the the attraction when you have the ghosts um riding in uh in your car with you you can get that a similar thing done in the uh memento mori uh yeah next right we both have one i love it um really really um nice material they made you know they didn't cheap out at all and there's just so much great um merchandise in there like it's it's a haunted mansion fans heaven like i i have coasters of the gravestones that you can find in the queue I, you know and it's got um i have a, a coffin that says tomb sweet tomb which is a sign found on one of the walls um do you have anything from the haunted mansion uh, from memento mori just the just the uh, picture. The thing. I think that's it. Nick uh, got me a Master Gracie, who is, um, if, you know, we'll talk more about the the backstory of Haunted Mansion, but he's the the it's it's his mansion, um, and he got me a Master Gracie plate from his collection. Um, you know, I, I have displayed displayed prominently. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's just an incredible incredible gift shop. Do you know what Memento Mori means? Remember, you will die. Yeah. It's, main, it's also, is it just like an object? 
Well, it's Memento Mori goes back, and this is, you know, this is a fun fact, goes back to Roman times after soldiers would come back from a fight and, and they'd be there'd be parades through the streets and they'd be celebrated as champions. There would be a slave behind them to whisper to them, Memento Mori, remember you will die, which kept made to keep them humble. Like no matter how great you are, you're still going to die. You know, this got very deep all of a sudden. Um, but that's what it means. But there's also the play on words, memento. Yes, mori. so like an object. Yeah. So you're going to buy something and the memento mori that reminds you of death. Yeah. Leave it to Disney to, like, to, to put this... To put so much love into, like, so much excitement into this dead thing. Yeah, to remembering you're going to... Like, only Disney can have people say... Remember, you will die as like they're walking in and buying, fi- you know, <laughs> merchandise. Happy face. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, but that's number five. I I still love um, uh, Liberty sure. Square. Ready for number four? Let's do number four. Number four is right next to Liberty Square. I think you can hear the splash of Chickapin Hills, Frontierland. Yeah, Frontierland uh, is basically just like a continuation of Liberty Square because yes. in the like in the theme of it, it's you're traveling through America. Liberty Square is more Eastern, um, Philadelphia, and then you're going West. Um, you pass the the uh, Horseshoe Restaurant. What's that one called? Diamond Horseshoe. Yeah, yeah, and that's supposed to be um, uh, St. Louis Gateway to the West, and then you're you're in the West. Frontierland is fantastic. Like Frontierland is basically a long stretch of walking with. Two rewards at the end. <laughs> yes. Uh, the two mountains, obviously, Splash and Big Thunder. But there, there is so much depth and detail in Frontierland. Um, and uh, something that that real Disney fans love, that people who have good taste, that people who you know enjoy comedy, that people who love life. No. You know what I'm talking about. Country Bear no, Jamboree is in Frontierland. It's terrible. Country Bear Jamboree is if if the world exploded and we that was the only thing left of humanity, <laughs> and the oh. aliens had to see like this is what humanity was. I'd be okay with it. It's a horrible attraction. Nick, Nick despises Country. Clap your hands and stop your feet. Oh, big Al's coming to town. Big Al, come on, it's Big Al. How do you not love Big Al? Oh my god. Um, I, yeah, I love. I love country bears. I really do. Um, and, you know, there's just these, these uh, little things in Frontierland like, you know. The arcade, the shops. Yeah. It's got a lot of shops. It's got the. Uh, shops like, aren't great, admittedly. It will, um, for pin traders, yeah, that's the place to go for that's pins. True. That's true. Um, that's where you get all, like, the limited edition, edition pins in uh, Magic Kingdom. If I ever see anyone with, like, a book of pins, it's going to be in Frontierland. Then um, they also have, like, the fudge shop there. Um, Where's the fudge shop? It's, like, right next door to it. It's, like, uh, I forget what it's called. It's, like, could be called Trading Post as well. But it's, like, right next to it. Uh, it's got a bunch of sweets and stuff. And then right next to that, I think, is Country Bear Jamboree. And then that leads into Pecos Bill. Pecos Bill is good. Um, they changed it three or four years ago. To more of a uh, Mexican burgers. Um, more Tex-Mex. Yeah, Tex-Mex. Uh, it was always a good burger. It still is. I think it's wildly overpriced. I think it was like 18 Awkward bucks services. our burger. So, yeah, I don't know if it's that expensive. It was, it was at least 15, 16 bucks. Really? Yeah, at least mine was last time. Um, and it's good, but it, it, it's not that good. But the best food, of course, in, in Frontierland. Come on. The churro. The churro, of course. Um, Here's a little tip. If you want to save like an extra dollar, this is good. Do not get the dipping sauce with the churro. Yeah, because I think it's five fifty yep. with the sauce. Yes, and you can say no to the sauce, and it's four fifty. Um, you need a five dollar bill, and you're good to go. Yeah, uh, churros are you know that's my go to Disney snack. Um, I have to get a few every time I'm there. Um, the only thing is, and it's strange, but every once in a while. You'll get a sour one. I don't get it. I think it's just like been cooking for too long. Yeah, it's very, it's very odd. It's like every third one I've had, um, it's like sour. But even you know, even though you still got that, it, churros are still incredible. It's it's cinnamon, even a bad churro is good. Yeah, it's cinnamon sugar and dough. Fried dough. Yeah, fried dough. I mean, it's heaven. Um, and of course, you know, 
this is this is the type of Disney fan we are. We're talking about like churros and and burgers, and we even talk about the two mountains. Um, you know, you, you got Splash and you got Big Thunder. Big Thunder is obviously you know one of the most enjoyable rides. You know, it's just pure fun. Splash is my number one uh, attraction. Um, you know, just the music, uh, the length, the mix of a dark ride and a thrill ride. Um, uh, it's just it's just perfect. All the animatronics, uh, the fact that it's this you know based on this movie song of the South that you know barely anyone's ever seen, and it has kind of this you know not so great uh, history with some people. But the fact that they were able to make this into a great attraction just shows the brilliance of Imagineers, um, particularly Tom Baxter, who created the the attraction. Tony Baxter. Tony Baxter. Thank you. Thank you. See, Nick. That's why we need Nick around. <laughs> uh, he might get the bells mixed up, but he calls me. I nice remember stuff. the. I remember the important Imagineers. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, Frontierland. I mean, you know. Uh, do you have any negatives of Frontierland except for Country Bear Jamboree? Um, I don't. I'm not a fan of Tom Sawyer. I, I've never done Tom Sawyer, but it just I've never done it either. Just looking at like that giant square boat, just filled with like a hundred people, and then you just slowly go. It just doesn't look exciting to me. There's probably some like relaxing areas there. Yeah, I know. There's, I know some people who like have gone there just like to sit down and relax. Um, it's a lot of space that could be used for something, something else. Like, I don't get it. Now, there used to be a place on there that served food, and it served, like, fried chicken and um, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like, you know, comfort food, which would be interesting. You know, you're, you're away, you know, from the crowds. You're, you know, snacking on some, you know, good old American country food. But that's not there anymore. Um, so, yeah, it, I try and do new things every time I'm in Disney World. And I was going to go on... on Tom Sawyer Island last time I was there but it was a torrential downpour so I decided to you know obviously do more things indoors but yeah it's just something that like I could think of so many different things to do with that space now it's a, yeah it's an island you know I don't know what what um, intellectual properties they could use for an island in Frontierland but even if they just did something original you know uh, you know something like you know Ex- uh, um, Expedition Everest isn't based on the movie and it's it's incredible so they don't need to base it on a movie and there are rumors that Tom Story Island is going away um, after the 50th um, during one of the uh, re- next refurbs of it but yeah really except for that and uh, Nick's hatred of, of singing bears um, I, yeah nothing really to complain about Anthony, tell them why every uh, shop and restaurant has a little ledge step to get on top into the thing. Nick just wants me to spoil g- g- all give, my secrets. Give them, give them a little something. A little taste, a little taste, just a little taste. Um, yeah, this is one of the crazy details. Like, it's just crazy, the details of this place. So if, if you pay attention, you'll notice that the shops and the, and the restaurants and, you know, the little, uh, like, the DVC area – they have these raised sidewalks. Um, so it's not just you walk straight from the ground into the place. There's this little raised sidewalk that you have to go up. And that's because in frontier times in the Wild West, all these buildings, these you know saloons, they would have a little raised sidewalk. So from all the dust and dirt on your boots that you had walking through the thoroughfares because it was you know ridiculously dirty, you could you know kick it off before you walked into the, the shop or walked into the, the bar. Um, and, you know, Frontierland has that. Just this little thing, this this ode to Frontier Times that if you went 10,000 times, you probably wouldn't notice unless someone pointed out to you. And it's not like I, you know, noticed that on my own. I had someone pointed out to me. Um, and it's something that who no other place would do that. No other theme park would do hey let's do raised sidewalks for our wild west area because you know in the olden times there used to be raised sidewalks no one would care that much because they know the the vast majority of of the uh people coming in wouldn't care but that's what makes disney different that attention to detail that even if one in a thousand people see it to them it's still worth it yes and frontierland's got like the, the walkway um, oh, yeah. if you're avoiding the crowds of Frontierland and you want to get to the mountains, you cross this little bridge, you cross like the Mississippi River, and you can get to the mountains a lot faster. 
And before we go to number three, I'm I glad have, you've said that though. That's a that's a great little walking area. It's a, it's a good way to get away from the yeah. crowd and just like take it all in. Yeah, yeah. And Frontierland also like a really good place to watch the parades. Honestly, like I know people think like the front of the castle, uh, the front of the park is, but I mean honestly, right there is really nice. If you're like, if your back is face is towards the water, that's great. And one little tip about Big Thunder Mountain, you're gonna want to sit in the back. It makes the roller coaster. So much better. So we ask the cast member when you get up there, they'll let you in. You might have to wait uh, another roller coaster. But just that's a little tip that only all Star with a mouse fans can get. You might have to wait another ride, you mean, not another roller coaster. Another cart. <laughs> yeah. You know, they know what I meant. They're smart people. Yeah, you guys got it. Um, if you don't like thrills, sitting in the front is good. But, yeah, Nick's right. If you want it to be better, um, uh, you want to sit in the back. Uh, was Frontierland, where the dragon caught on fire. Talk uh, about a good place to be. For <laughs> Liberty the, Square. Liberty Square, right? But still, that'd be that'd you would be, be able to see yeah. it. Um, so that was number four, and number three is Adventureland. Um, the theme song of our show is the Adventureland steel drums. Uh, for my money, that's the best music in Magic Kingdom. Do you agree? Yeah, I would say that that is definitely the best. Um, just kind of, I'm going through the yeah. wall in my head, and Adventureland probably wins it. Yeah, I um, although I might change my answer for our next one, but it, no, no, Adventureland music is is uh, is so good. Um, the whole, the whole place, you just feel you know. Talk, we, we were talking about immersion uh, and the lack of it in Tomorrowland, and that is so not an issue in Adventureland. You truly feel like you know immersed into this tropical paradise, you know, thousands of miles away from from a theme park in Florida. Um, of course, you've got Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, one of the best attractions Disney's ever made, just like the uh, the Haunted Mansion. Great audio animatronics, great history with it. Um, but there's so much more to Adventureland as well. Um, what's your favorite part of Adventureland, Nick? Walking down, listening to music, eating a Dole Whip. It's yeah. got to be that. Yeah, I agree. Like, I remember... Just being there. Yeah, exactly. Like, I remember one time we had a Fast Pass for... Uh, Jungle Cruise, and we were like an hour early, half hour early, and they wouldn't let us on. So we were like, "Hey, let's go get a Dole Whip," and we just sat down at the uh, at the uh, what's it called? I'm Aloha Isle. Aloha Isle. And yeah, we were just you know in the middle of Adventureland. You got the tiki torches around you. Got the great music playing. You're just enjoying it. Um, you know, you got that that pineapple treat. Um, I don't like the fact that they've made the Dole Whip so readily available in other places i liked when it was just in adventureland and the poly what do you mean because now you can get a dole whip in in um asia in animal kingdom you can get a dole whip is that constant yeah oh wow. yeah you can get a dole whip at refreshment port in um epcot you can get a dole whip in in uh, uh hollywood studios now too so yeah they've they've added it to every park i get it you know i from a from a money standpoint i understand but I did like when it was just unique to uh, the Poly and Adventureland. Just like where all the all the the best churro tasting is Frontierland. Yeah. The best popcorn Main Street. The best Dole Whip is Adventureland. Yeah. Like so, yeah. They're 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 substitutes. But they're not the best. Yeah. Adventureland or or the Poly, which is basically an extension yeah. of Adventureland. It's Adventureland's hotel. Yes, absolutely. That's he's absolutely right. Um, I love the shops in Adventureland. Uh, great themes you know theming you know you the great ceilings the great wallpaper everything's unique in those shops um they have some nice unique gifts that you can't find in too many other places uh jungle cruise you know of course is is great full of great gags um great uh theming and details in the queue skipper's canteen one both of ours both of us would say it's one of our favorite uh restaurants yeah I think outside of deluxe restaurants, which are the two credit ones, the more expensive ones, I would probably put it in my top two or three of sit-down. Yeah, I would say top three. Because, like, the food's good to great. Cast members, both well, both times I've been there, Nick's been there a couple more times, have been out of this world great. And the theming of the place is just pitch perfect. Like, you can't, there's, I can't find a bad thing about it. Um... You know, Adventureland, the one thing I'll say I don't like about Adventureland is the flying carpets. 
Well, that's just because it's uh, they have the Agrabar Bazaar, so they have to bring Aladdin into Adventureland. Like, cause I, that's probably where Aladdin goes, and all the themes, all, all the lands in Disney. I see that's where Aladdin goes. That or Fantasyland. I I think more. But you're right. Of no, Agrabar right. as Adventureland, uh, and then so they need a ride, and um, but that's the like, you're right, and I totally get what you're saying, but think about it, like Aladdin is one of the the uh, pinnacles of Disney movies for kids like us, you know, who were who were you know '90s kids. Um, it, it, it was on constant replay. Um, even you know we have younger cousins who have watched it you know 10,000 times it's one of those classic Disney movies that everyone loves and the fact that it's ride is a Dumbo ripoff just is it's crazy to me there should be a cave of wonders there should be oh yes there should yeah get rid of Swiss Robinson Treehouse yes and put cave of wonders in there I know I said I don't like Country Bear Jamboree I like Swiss Robinson Treehouse even less yes Swiss Swiss stairs the ride Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse is a colossal waste of space. There is some, um, you know, romantic ideas of, you know, Mark Twain with Tom Sawyer Island. Yes, you can argue that there's, you know, Peace of Americana. This is a giant tree with stairs. And yeah, Nick says stairs the ride. There's another Disney podcast, The Diz Unplugged, highly recommended. And the host always says, you know, it's stairs the ride. We, I don't understand what it is that people love about it. Um, I, I tried it out for the first time just to see it. it I, I literally had to wait because people were taking pictures of themselves on stairs. I just I don't get it. Like I like taking pictures just as much as the next next guy. I have an Instagram account for it, but I just don't get that. That did not understand Switch Robinson Treehouse at all. Yeah, they need like Nick said. They need to take that area. And turn that into like a cave of wonders. Yes, well, that'd be amazing. And also, the thing is, uh, the magic carpets are in the center of Adventureland, so it creates such a bad bottleneck because it's people coming off uh, the Jungle Cruise, people in line for Dole Whips, people, getting out of the Tiki Room. Yeah, the Tiki Room. Oh, that's another thing about Adventureland. You know, it's funny. There's like a couple. It seems like the criticism of Adventureland are more of them, but I still love it. Among the best, because the good things are so good. Yeah, the good things so far. The junk, the um, Adventureland is more than the sum of its parts. Uh, so let's talk about the Tiki Room for a second, because that's one of the other ones. It's called Walt Disney's Tiki Room, Enchanted Tiki Room, and it's one of those few that Walt had a direct impact on. Um, one of the first things he ever created was um, talking tiki birds. That was one of the things that really made him excited about the possibilities that he could do uh, with audio animatronics. So I love the song, The the Tiki 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 Room, uh, written by um, the Sherman Brothers. Classic Disney song. But that's like two minutes of the show. And after that, it's like, what am I watching? It's It's just so bizarre. And like I said for Carousel of Progress, I understand that staying... Walt touched it. It should be there forever. I could understand maybe getting rid of this one. Oh, yeah. Um, they, they did. They changed it to under new That's management. That's true. They did. Uh, and then there was that mysterious fire that happened that um, – you, do you not know this? I know that, but I forgot that it's mysterious or quoting. Yeah. Pe- <laughs> like pe- No one really knows how the fire started. And, you know, there's a rumor, I'm sure it's nonsense, but, you know, some angry Imagineers who didn't like that they were, what they were doing to the legacy of the the thing. Um, But yeah, Nick's right, they did change it. Um, One of the dumbest moves Disney's ever done, probably. Um, uh, Yeah, that is a good episode. We're talking about future episodes, uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff. But yeah, so even though there's a couple things in Adventureland that maybe aren't peak Disney World things that we have to do every time, it's still so much better than um, these little parts. Just the, the feeling you get when you're through there. One thing I remember Nick saying is this was our first trip solo. Um, and it was our first trip when we real, after we became you know real fans and paid attention to this stuff. And I remember one night we were walking through Adventureland 
And you kind of just stopped and you were like, how have I never noticed how amazing this place is? Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, he, he and I, I always think of that because, yeah, if there's one place that you're going to feel that in, in Magic Kingdom, I think it's going to be Adventureland. And one thing that we haven't brought up yet that is a very big, um, very big factor of Adventureland is Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, Pirates is, is classic. We can talk about Pirates in its own show. It's one of the two, you know, it's always lumped in with Haunted Mansion. Just a perfect example of a Disney dark ride, audio animatronics, uh, great song. You know, Pirates is, well, Pirates was perfect. Pirates is a little... We want the redhead. <clears throat> that, uh, I know. I, there's no point in, in, you know, getting into why they had to change it, you know, getting rid of the redhead. But the redhead was such a classic part of that attraction. And, you know, it's still great. Um, I barely even pay attention to the, the new uh, female pirate because I'm still watching them, you know, drowning the mayor. Uh, Carlos, don't be cheeking. You know, that's, that's the best. I try and hear that tw- twice when we're on it. Um, I do like the, the, the rum smell. Yes. Um, but that, that was also in another part of the attraction. So it's not like they... You know, it was the first time it's there. But, yeah, Pirates is still, I mean. It's classic. Yeah, it's it's just, per- Pirates is one of those things. It's just it's perfect. Like, yes, it's a bunch of robots, you know, moving around dressed as pirates. But it's just, you feel just so incredible when you're there. And you just had to start singing. Like when Yo-Ho, oh, Yo-Ho please, comes up, yeah. I'm always the the weirdo in the boat singing it, screaming it, going back and forth oh, yeah. to my friends. You got to be. Um, and I love the addition of Jack Sparrow. I know some people don't like that, but I think he looks great. Um, you know, if you have to add something from the the movie, you know. Yeah, they made a movie based on the ride, so yeah, they yeah. should bring the movie in. Yeah. To show like a little tribute or homage to it. And it's a great it's a great ending. Um, you know, him in, in, in the treasure room, you know, really bad eggs and, and all that other, you know, when he's doing the song. Uh, you know, Pirates is, is perfect. If Pirates was the only thing in Adventureland, it'd be it's like it'd be Haunted Mansion and Liberty Square basically. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, that would still make it make it worth going. Uh, but yeah, uh, Adventureland, you know, top top notch Disney Imagineering right there. Uh, okay, so let's go to number two. Now this was the one that um, we had a little difference of opinion on. I had Adventureland number two on my list, but Nick. Had a couple other ideas. I thought number two should be my home, Main Street, USA. I say my home because I worked on the in the Emporium for four months, um, and I just love Main Street. I love this walking into the park, seeing the big Mickey flowers, the train station, walking through it, seeing the posters of everything. Then you see the Roy and Minnie uh, statue. I always have to get a picture next to them. Then you're just walking down Main Street. You see the the names on the windows. You can look out a window if you're a cast member. I don't know if I don't know if I should say that. But um, then on the left you have the Emporium. On the right you have Crystal Arts, uh, Uptown Julius the Confectionery, which has delicious treats. Um, I ice even cream met, place too. Ice cream place too. Um, Main Street Plaza is it called? The yeah. Plaza. Um, Uptown Jewelers, Starbucks, Main Street Bakery, Casey's Corner. I didn't even mention uh, Town Square where you can meet Mickey or um, you can start off your adventure, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Or you could have a really bad meal at Tony's Town Square. That's going to get some people mad. <laughs> um, but yes, Main Street is just like it's the beginning. Like when you walk on into Main Street, no, no matter how many times you've been there, you're like, I'm here. I like, I'm home. Let's get some, let's get some popcorn and start this adventure. I had Main Street a couple notches lower, um, and I think it was unfair of me because the, you know the knock against Main Street, the only knock you can possibly have against Main Street is that there's no attractions. Um, but Nick's right. There's you know he just listed off a million great things about it. you don't need an attraction it's your entrance to the park it's your exit from the park um, if if there's uh, Halloween or Christmas that's where you're going to see the decorations if there's um, a, you know a celebration that's where it's going to uh, start that's where it's going to end um, Main Street is so 
mired in in great Disney culture. Uh, Walt Disney loved trains. Um, you know, when he was creating the idea for Disneyland, he said he wanted you know this place to be you know place for everyone to go, and there had to be a train around it. Uh, that was one of his two uh, ideas when coming up with the original genesis of Disneyland. Um, and there's the the train station, and there's a lot of great stuff in the train station. Great pictures of Walt on one of the trains that he. Uh, he created in his backyard the Carewood Pacific, I believe the name of it is. Um, Town Square is a beautiful, you know, just beautiful uh, architecture in the buildings. Um, there's, uh, Nick said, you know, the windows on Main Street, which are legends, you know, Disney legends. Um, this That's their tribute, basically. There's, there's great little... Uh, nooks and crannies like center street where you can hear people tap dancing and voices um the emporium has a backstory a a, 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 a shop has a backstory and it's a long backstory the confectionery used to have a backstory that no one knows about and disney doesn't care about anymore unfortunately but main street there's so much um history into that of course it was concocted partially from marceline mississippi Disney's hometown, um, and Fort Collins, Colorado. And also Saratoga Springs. Saratoga Springs was also a big part of it, um, which is, so, you know, this is, you know, 1950s era America. Um, you know, there's the, the idea that every day is the 4th of July on Main Street because, you know, people are out of work and enjoying the park and there's going to be a parade and there's going to be fireworks. Um, so yeah, it, it doesn't have the attractions. That's why I personally wouldn't put it number one on my list. If we were talking about straight theming, it would probably be number one. Um, my favorite part about main street is well, one of my favorite parts is the dedication plaque, um, in the center of town square. And it's the, it's the beginning of the speech that Roy Disney made, um, in 1971 when they opened Walt Disney World. And I always make sure to read it at one point um, when I'm there because it explains that Walt Disney World is a testament to the vision of Walt Disney. Um, and again, you know, for people like me and Nick who, who love that man, um, it just, you know, it makes me so, so happy to read it, to think, you know, what he made. And also, honestly, a little sad to, that he couldn't see it. But, yeah, if any part of Magic Kingdom will remind you or make you think of Walt Disney. It's going to be Main Street. Um, and that alone makes it worthwhile. So, yeah, okay, there's not a, a great attraction. There's not a classic, you know, show. There's not you know, a great restaurant. But it doesn't need it. Everyone's first, everyone's first memory of Disney World happens on Main Street. You know, it can be looking at the castle. It can be, you know, just walking into the gates. Every single person who has ever gone to Disney World, their first memory is Main Street. And the last thing you see when you leave Magic Kingdom is is leaving Main Street. Um, it's the beginning and the end of your journey. And if I had to, if I had to go through one land every time I'm there, it's tough to beat Main Street. Anything else to add? I'm just glad that you finally agree with me on how great it is. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. I had it number four, and that was way too low. I still put it number three, um, only because Adventureland has the theming plus some of the attractions. Um, but, yeah, you can't, I mean, you can't knock Main Street. It's just, it, it's utter perfection. Uh, so that leaves one more. Uh, and I'm surprised... We both agreed to it because I thought Main Street would be your number one, but I think it shows... It was, but I compromised. Yeah, because of how good Fantasyland is. Yes. Now, before we even get into Fantasyland, if new Fantasyland didn't exist, where would this be on your list? Probably third. Probably, I think it'd be third or fourth because new Fantasyland, of course, is... The addition they made about five years ago, 2013, where they added Be Our Guests, Beast Castle, uh, Seven Doors Mine Train, the Storybook Circus, Storybook, Storybook Circus with uh, Dumbo, and when they they did the extra Dumbo, um, 
the Little Mermaid ride, Enchanted Tales with Belle, Gaston's Tavern. They added a lot of it. They completely just took apart Toontown, Toontown and added um, New Fantasyland. And it like it doubled the size of the land, and it brought such an incredible new life to it. <clears throat> Fantasyland is great because, you know, your first exposure to Disney, most of us, is Disney movies. And if you're going to see those movies, you know, come to life, it's going to be in Fantasyland. Um, so you have, you know, of course, you've got Winnie the Pooh. You know, Nick loves Winnie the Pooh. So, you know, going through that, that's that's adorable. You love that. Uh, PhilharMagic, you know, for all those 90s classics that we grew up with, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, Little Mermaid, that's where you're going to see them in Magic Kingdom. Um, and, you know, you got Mickey. If you want to see Mickey, that you know, the big cheese, you're going to see him in Fantasyland. Um, Small World, I love it. Classic. Uh, yeah. I, I, if you don't love Small World, if you don't like Small World, you're not really a, a Disney fan. Because, you don't appreciate it. Yeah. You have to at least appreciate it. Um, although I've never gotten stuck on it, so maybe it would be a different story well, if I got stuck I on it. I think we'd go crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but, so yeah, all that from old Fantasyland, that's all great. But when you add new Fantasyland, it adds so much more. <clears throat> One of the things I love about new Fantasyland is uh, the theming... It's supposed to be like um, enchanted woods in a forest. And there's, I, I'm a sucker for waterfalls. If you learn one thing about me through this podcast, it's that I'm a nut for waterfalls. I will stare at them for like an hour while Nick's, you know, doing, you know, riding Splash Mountain or something. I'll be like, no, I'm, I gotta go take a picture of the waterfall at Rapunzel's Tower. Um, and there's like five great waterfalls. Um, in fa in uh, Fantasyland, so you know, right there, I love it. Um, but you've got the addition, like you've got Rapunzel's Tower, which is the best bathroom on the planet, and it's there's like ten great things. We could do like a top ten of Rapunzel's Tower bathroom area <laughs> because there's so much great stuff there. Then you've got uh, Beast Castle, which you know Nick always says it's painted on the sky. Um, you got Be Our Guest, which is a a great restaurant and theming and it ranges in quality um sometimes it's really good sometimes it's okay um but still worth going at least once um and if you can't get in for dinner it's much easier to get into for lunch avoid breakfast it's supposed to be pretty overpriced it is um yeah and uh you got seven doors i'm not uh, excuse me um uh liberty liberty uh little mermaid which i'm not a huge fan of um you know it's Kind of nothing special in my opinion. I think the queue is fantastic. I, I think. love Little Mermaid. Yeah, a it's lot. Like my get away from everything. Okay, yeah. Um, so that you know, I think the queue. Even though I don't love the ride, I think the queue is beautiful. Um, we've got Gaston's Tavern, which we can just sit there. I love Gaston. Oh my god, we can just sit there for hours. Just look at that fountain. Yeah, yeah, that fountain is great. Um, Lafru's Brew is excellent. They always have the free water that you can you know pour yourself. That's all. Like at least once a trip. Probably at least once a day we're in Magic Kingdom. You know, that's our little getaway. Like, or if we're, you know, in different areas, okay, let's meet at Gaston's Tavern. Um, great music in that area. Great bathrooms in that area. At real, they really yep, are. Yep. They smell good. Um, you know, I, it's it's the arrangement of the music, because it's, it's all um, Beauty and the Beast songs, but arranged a little differently, which is nice. They have a great um, gift shop. With uh, what's do you remember what it's called? Bonjour, Bonjour gifts. gifts, yeah. So it's all Beauty and the Beast themed, and you know, uh, being able to see the Gaston meet and greet of how he acts. Oh, with the guests is pretty amazing. Gaston, Gaston is by far my favorite uh, character interaction. I'm not a big fan of the character interactions on a whole, but Gaston is is always is funny in a way that, like you won't really see with other people because he can be, you know, rude or he can be a little sexist. Um, so, and, and it, you know, obviously it's funny. It's all in jest. And, um, yeah, he, like, they, their, their Gastons are always great. When we met one, he was, you know, just absolutely perfect. He was the one that you've probably seen online um, doing the push-ups or challenging the little girl to a hand, to a uh, arm wrestle. Uh, he was just the, the best Gaston around. He told us we forgot our muscles. <laughs> yes, he did. Um 
Yeah, there's I mean, New Fantasyland is just incredible. Even uh, Storybook Circus, which we both kind of used to think was a waste. Yes. Um, As we said in last week's episode. Yeah. Uh, I've gone to appreciate it more. I enjoy just walking around there. Yeah, I think it's a really nice place for kids. Um, it's really well-themed for what it is. Um, and, you know, it's the train station exit, so that's really the only time I'm in there. But, you know, it's not like I, I, I walk around thinking, this is garbage, you know, this has to be gone. It's basically what replaced what Toontown was. Yeah. Um, and it's it's themed really well. And we talked about all this stuff, and we didn't even talk about the crown jewel of New Fantasyland, which is obviously Seven Doors Mine Train. Um, I know a lot. We of did pe- talk about this a lot last time, so you won't like it. Yeah, that's true. Well into it. That's true. Um, but I know a lot of people are like it's too short. Like that's perfect. It's the mix of a slow ride yeah. and a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, Great theming, you know, on the mountain, the waterfall. Uh, the the, the animatronics are yeah, amazing. The queue is supposed to be impressive. I think we've been once in that queue. I yeah, I don't know about you. Yeah, I, you, I yeah, went we once we uh, went with our parents. Um, I, I that. I just I gotta avoid that one. It's just too long. We always fast pass it. But yeah, um, Seven Doors is, is incredibly impressive. For I'd, for the girls, you can meet the princesses. Yeah, storybooks um, are and fairy tale hall. Um, yeah. Trying to see, make sure we and got everything. Enchanted Tales with Belle. Enchanted Belle, which obviously. Both of us have not done yet. It's tough, <laughs> you know. Grown men, you yeah, can't do it's, it. It's tough. I met. Um, uh, where are the two from Frozen? Anna and Elsa. Anna and Elsa. Nick did not, but I fast passed it once. Um, oh, I fast passed princesses every once in a while. Yeah, all right. He's weird too. Um, <laughs> and and that, that was that was fairly enjoyable. I did it so I could send a picture to my cousins. Um, I'd say the only real knock of Fantasyland is the food. There's not really too much to get there. They have new deep-fried Twinkies. People people love Pinocchio's Village House. Okay, but they're wrong. Yeah. it's The pizza's not good. The, they have deep-fried Twinkies, which I love a deep... I know, I'm a, I'm a fat guy. Um, well, kind of. But, uh, I, I, you know, I love a good deep-fried Twinkie. We waited for the deep-fried Twinkie place to open um, in the pouring <laughs> rain last time. And it was worth it. It was an excellent Twinkie. Um other than that, I don't really get too much to eat in Fantasyland. Um, the Cheser Tarot? Yeah, I haven't had that. Did you have No. But people do like that. Um, I'm just trying to go through everything in my head. Oh, well, I mean, oh, well, be our guest. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had dinner there. Yeah, it's true. Um, Gaston's used to have an amazing pork shake. Oh, my God. Why they got rid of it? I mean, I know why they got rid of it, because I guess people were saying it's it was too greasy and they... Want something that they could hold in their in one hand and, and do something else with their other hand, but yeah, that that thing was so. What was it? it was pork, right? Yes, yeah, a portion. Oh, so good. Um, their yeah. cinnamon roll with uh, icing. I've heard for extra icing. It's very good. Yeah, I've heard um, nothing but good things. I have not had it. And I also think they their little bakery area, a uh, snack area, in Big Top Souvenirs is great. I got their a- gr- apple pie apple, which I mean I'll rave about till the day I die. Um, it's kind of just like the confectionery, um, just on the other side of the park, but, oh, it's so good. So like the new Fantasyland stuff, obviously yeah. that's where f- food prevails. You know, it's funny. You know, we didn't talk about it all. Yeah, I know. I, I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> the other crown jewel of Fantasyland. Um, what are you going to say? Peter Pan? Well, no, I was oh. not going to say Peter Pan. What are you saying? Peter Pan's grave. <laughs> the castle. Oh, that's the, yeah, I mean... <laughs> It is fantasy. Yes, land. you're right. Yes, it is fantasy land. Yeah, there's not. I mean, you know, what what do you have to say about the castle? There's, you know, there's just there's nothing we could say to do that justice. It's, you know, every little kid when they see that castle, they become a, a Disney fan. And every adult when they see that castle, they become a kid. I I can go every time um, I'm there. I still get blown away the first time I see it on my trip. Um, that does not stop. I hope it never does. Um, but there's even like a couple nooks and crannies around fantasy land. Like, there's a little area with that fountain um, that really no one knows about on the side closer to Tomorrowland. Um, you know, you've, you've seen Oh, it. yes, yes, the Wishing Well. Yeah, the Wishing Well. Um, there's the little Cinderella fountain um, behind Castle it. Castle Couture. Yeah. There's um, uh, that, what, is that that, I was just going to say that store. Shop, yeah. yeah. So there's Sir Mickey's on the right, <laughs> Castle Couture on the left. Yeah, uh, which has some interesting stuff that we'll get into in a future episode. Um, yes, yeah, I'm... F- Fantasyland is about as perfect as you can get because it's 
got the theming. It's got the attractions. Um, it's got the connection to like classic we have, Disney. We have to talk them. about Peter Pan. It's like oh. it's the second. Would you consider consider it the biggest ride in Magic Kingdom or second now to second to um, the Mind Train? But the fact that Peter Pan will always have the longest wait, except for maybe Mind Train in in Magic Kingdom. If you get a fast pass, like a golden fast pass, which you can use anywhere, which I've gotten, and I think you've gotten too. The exception is always like the newest ride, you know, for like, like right now, be like, you Mind can't train. use it on Mind Train or like Flights of Passage. Oh, yes. Um, but you can't use it on Peter Pan. Uh, that thing is, I think, the oldest attraction there, but it still gets the longest lines. And when you go on it, you don't know why. <laughs> now, it's it's cute. Like you've... It's cute. Would you ever wait 45 minutes? No. And people wait. An hour and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, so back to the Golden Fast Pass. When I was writing them out for guests in the Emporium, I would be like, what's the, like, every once in a while you he, give He them- wrote one out to a very good friend of mine, and he asked. Yeah, so uh, I asked, what's uh, a ride you want to go on? She goes, Peter Pan. I go, I can't give you that one. So I had to give her uh, Big Thunder Mountain instead. Yeah. Um, yeah. My favorite part of Peter Pan is seeing London flying over london it's a it's a great attraction i you know it I, needs to be refurbed like no i don't think so i think it is where it is it is so old like like wendy's hand looks like 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 you can oh, see where I, the okay, wood okay you so basically just cleaned up i mean just like give us new animatronics <laughs> the only not redeeming i want to say that i i do like peter pan a lot but if it was new I'd be like, what you know? I don't want to see a new edition of this. I think the fact that people like it so much, and our an uncle of ours who is also a big Disney fan, he would always tell me, I, I love Peter Pan because I remember doing it when I was a kid. And there's a there's not that many attractions in Magic Kingdom or Disneyland, or uh, excuse me, um, Walt Disney World as a whole, where you can say that. Um, you've got you know, it's a small world, but you know, people like to make fun of that. Um, you know, you've got like Dumbo and uh, the teacups, but those are, are more, you know, not s- super impressive rides. Peter Pan's really the one of the only classics. And even if people are like, you know, 70 or 80 years old or, or you know, older than that, they remember Peter Pan from uh, Disneyland as well, which is basically the exact same. So I get that sentimental aspect of it, um, that nostalgic aspect of it. I, I think that would probably be gone if they updated it. Um, it it has a pretty decent queue as well. It's a new queue, isn't it? Fairly, yeah. It's like the last three or four years. It's like walking through um the kids' house. Yeah, yeah. It's like going and then you enter yeah. the bedroom. I'm guessing we do it about once we a trip. Only, we did like only twice. I think we've done a couple more times. I think we, we, we I go, didn't do it this time. I think we go there a rope drop, and that's how we get. Yeah. Did to you walk do it? On. How many times did you do it? Zero. You didn't do it on. I rode Peter Pan three times. And he, every time I had a fast pass, I uh, one time, Before. twice we did it without fast pass because you don't go through that queue. Yeah, um, and one time, okay, so yeah, maybe three times. Um, you know, it's good. If I if it was gone, I'd be sad because it's a piece of Disney history, but I wouldn't be too too upset. Um, but f- yeah, Fantasyland is just as good as it can get. I, I personally think you could probably put Adventureland at the top of this list as well, and it would still make sense. But the fact that there's the new edition of New Fantasyland, there's uh, you know all those waterfalls, my personal little thing. There's Gaston's Tavern, which we love. It's our little resting area. There's a great bathroom that's themed, uh, not to mention all the old stuff accumulating in the castle. Um, you know, y- you can't beat it. There's just nothing that you can beat. It's probably my favorite land in Disney World. Would you say? I would say um, it's World Showcase counts land. Mm, I would not say World Showcase is land. Because it's too big. Yeah. yeah, and then I would agree with that. Pandora is a close second, and we'll, yeah. of course we're going to be talking a lot about Pandora. Um, yeah, but I think we have a very solid top three li- uh, land right here. Yeah. Uh, num- so number six of, I said Future World on my notes, Tomorrowland. Uh, number five, Liberty Square. Number four, Frontierland. And then number three, Adventureland. Number two, Main Street USA. Number one, Fantasyland. Um, if you had to get rid of one thing 
in Fantasyland? What would you get rid of? Because we've picked a couple things that we could get rid of in the other lands. The teacups. Yeah, that's a good answer. I I have only ridden it once in my life. That's because I had a couple of friends I wanted to do it, and I just didn't get it. Yeah, I I agree. That's a good answer. I'd probably pick the same thing. Um, and really, that's that's really the only thing. And even that, you know, it, it's kind of like a classic Disney thing too. But yeah, there's enough that you don't need that. They could probably fit something else there. It's like in the corner, like yeah, just like it's basically like that, and then it's Tomorrowland. Yeah. Um, there's no, there's not the transition. Another thing about Tomorrowland yeah, yeah. is there's not a good transition. <laughs> we'll end this on uh, another thing, negative thing about Tomorrowland, but yeah, there's a like the, great, uh, the great entrance to Tomorrowland. That's a great entrance. There's great transition from Fantasyland to uh, Liberty Square, Liberty Square to Frontierland, yep. Frontierland to Adventureland. To, got a couple. In the entrance into Adventureland from Main Street. That's the, the you know, the pinnacle of there's transition. L- there's literally like nothing. Yeah, Nick's right. It's just like gas year. Uh, it's just so infuriating. Yeah, it's, and we didn't, you know what? We didn't even talk about the worst part of Tomorrowland, which is the fact that the Tomorrowland Speedway still exists. Oh, yeah, I rode that too. I don't get it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, Tomorrowland just needs No work. more Tomorrowland bashing. We already got no, enough yeah, emails. Yeah, I know. You guys are killing us on Twitter. Um, so, yeah. Twitter. <laughs> no, I'm just, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's our list. Uh, we still love you, Tomorrowland. You know, don't worry. We just we, we love you. We care. So we need you need to fix some we, things. We want you to stop this phase and change <laughs> change to something better. We don't like your friends. <laughs> um, yeah. So this was uh, this was our list. This was our episode. We hope, hope you, you enjoyed it. Hope you had a blast. You can follow me on Instagram, all started with a mouse 71. And you can follow me nowhere. Nowhere. So any comments to Anthony can come to me, and I will relay them back to him. At one point, we will set up an email that you can email the show with uh, any comments, comments, criticisms, compliments. Threats. Cookies. (laughs) Um, Um, But I think that's it. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I'm good. Thank you for listening. Love you all. I'll let Nick do it today. Well, Kungaloosh, everyone.